Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. The big announcement is the title of what I want to say this morning. Because I want to talk about how we can bring and make a big announcement as the people of God. But before we get into that, it'd be good if we could just pop the lights off at the back, Kim, if that's okay. Because we're going to show some video clips. Okay. Now just to set this up, these are video clips of people who are about to be um, presented to an audience. And we're going to try and pause this at the right moments. And if we can work out who is about to come on, then, uh, then, then bonus points. Okay? Okay, so some of them, they give it away right at the start, which is fine, but some don't. So let's go with the clip number one, uh, Jim. Let's play that video. Great. Let's just pause for a second there. So let's just think about some of the way that these introductions are working. Okay, what, what is it that's happening before they announce the person who then takes the stage. Telling us about their triumphs. Telling us about their triumphs. That's good. I like that. What else is happening? Building them up. Building them up. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, that's good. Some of their achievements, some of their triumphs, building them up. Okay, let's, uh, let's keep rolling, Jim. All those different types of announcements. Did you work out what was going on in each case? There was... Something said about their triumphs, their accomplishments, something about what each person had done. Something that um, said something about the worth of the person that was about to come on. Yeah, in some cases, people would have bought tickets to be there. In some cases, people have given up their time to be there. And what the interviewer in each case, or the, the host in each case is saying, it's worth it. It's worth it. This person is worthy of your time and your attention because listen to what they've done and look at who they are. And it's saying something about that person's value and it's saying something about that person's importance and sometimes about that person's cultural significance. Lists their attributes and their credentials and Jenny was right, it, it hypes up, it builds, uh, builds attention, doesn't it? And it produces a moment whereby the watching audience can acknowledge them and celebrate them, applaud. Some might even say, worship. You know this, as human beings, we're all worshippers. Every one of us is a worshipper. And if we don't believe there is a God, then we all worship something else. Sometimes if we believe there is a God, we worship something else. But the point is, it's in the human spirit. We're all worshippers. And sometimes that comes out in celebrity. It's Elton John. I love him. He's a talented singer. No doubt about it. Listen, I don't want us to be flippant about this. But I do want to ask this question. What would happen if it was Jesus waiting in the wings? What would happen if it was Jesus waiting in the wings? Why don't we just take a couple of minutes to turn around to a few neighbours and think what we might say as the host in order to welcome Jesus, who is waiting in the wings to come and meet an audience. Okay, let's take two minutes. Okay, don't be shy. What kind of things would you say about him in order to, to produce this moment? Okay, so um, 
let's see if we can let's see if we can have a few a few ideas. So let's let's imagine we've got Jesus waiting in in a green room somewhere, and we're the host of some kind of event, and we're about to welcome him. What is it we say about Jesus that is going to be helpful? Adam. The creator of the universe. Brilliant. Okay. He's the creator of the universe. I like that. That's what John's got. Brilliant. Anyone else? The son of God. Okay. The saviour of the world. I like it. Okay. Defeated death. Okay. The king of kings. Yeah, that's right. Indeed, the only person in history not to sin. Full of love. Full of love, yeah. Yeah. What about if we think about some of the things the scriptures say about them? Think of, for example, um, Philippians 2. So Jesus, who was exalted in the highest place, and he chose to give all of that up. And he chose to come down to earth to show God's love. And he died a horrible death and he was a servant to many in obedience to his father. And he died and was buried and he's risen again. And he's been raised back to heaven. And now he sits enthroned above everything. Yeah. Well, think about what the scriptures say about Jesus in Isaiah 61. He's a man, but the spirit of the sovereign Lord has been upon him. And he's healed the sick and he's made the blind see. And he's come to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Yeah. Wow. I brought in, you had a really good one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah what's your good one? By, um, having good lives and drawing positive being loved. Yeah, so it's... He helps people. He helps people, he indeed. Helps yeah, yes. okay, that's good. good. Brilliant. So if we were the host of some kind of gathering and Jesus is potentially going to be with us, there are things that we could say, aren't there, that would help us acknowledge who he is. He's the creator of everything. He's the saviour of the world. He's defeated death. He's king of kings. He's a friend to us who is alongside us and helps us. Ladies and gentlemen, Let me let you into a secret. <laughs> He's here. He's here. I want to show us four ways this morning that we have a big announcement to make as the church. So can we stick the first one on the screen? Here it is. A big announcement of welcome. Because he is with us. Let me read some verses from Matthew's Gospel. And this is the account of what happened to the ladies who went to the tomb on Resurrection Day. And we're going to stick the words on the screen, but let me read this and watch what happens, or listen to what happens. Then the angel spoke to the women, Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said he, as he said would happen. Come, 
See where his body was lying and now go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. They rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet and worshipped him. So here we are. We've got the angel making an announcement to these ladies. Jesus isn't here. He's risen. Check. He's gone. And um, he's going to go ahead of you. And they are filled with worship. And they see Jesus and they worship him. So it can be in our gatherings in this church, in any church. The announcement of Jesus, of the angels, caused a moment of worship. The announcement of Jesus in our gatherings can cause moments of worship. Let's be a people ready to make big announcements of Jesus to one another to stir worship in this body. And we can help one another in this by making a big announcement to to one another. Here's our second one. A big announcement to one another. We can talk about who he is. We can talk about what it is he's done. We've been doing some of that already this morning, haven't we? By sharing testimony together. Is there a sense of anticipation whenever we gather that we're going to have Jesus announced to us? It might be me one week, it might be you another. But between us together, we're going to announce Jesus, announce who he is, announce all he's done. Do we come expecting to encounter him? Does our behaviour, does the things that we do in preparing to encounter Jesus on a Sunday morning, do they kind of match up? Do we arrive? Are we on time? Do we come with a right sense of, I'm here because I'm going to encounter Jesus. Because he is with us. He is among us. Colossians 3 verse 16, it says this, Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, Do it as the representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. We'll skip the next scripture, Jim. I found a better one. (laughs) I found a different one. (laughs) What's not on the screen? 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 9. It's Paul writes, For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive when he returns, we can live with him forever. And Paul says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. The kind of things that we're doing together this morning, where one and another are sharing testimony, where we are bringing songs and hymns of worship to Jesus, where I am at the moment trying to exalt the name of Jesus, and encourage us together in this way, we can all do that. 
And whilst it's my turn this morning to be at the front, we all have a part to play in encouraging the body, don't we? Here's the third big announcement we can make. It's a big announcement to the world. Listen to what Paul writes to his friend Titus. He says, And now at just the right time, he has revealed this message, which we announce to everyone. It is by the command of God our Saviour that I have been entrusted to this work. And at first glance, we can look at that scripture, can't we, and say, well, that's a special work that God gave to Paul. Paul, the famous apostle. And that was his job. Until you look at it a little bit more closely. And it starts like this. It's just the right time he revealed this message, which we announce to everyone. I'm afraid we're not off the hook here. Okay, We're all part of the we, which we announce to everyone. And Paul is saying, and I'm part of that we, because God has given me this special task of proclaiming God's light to the nations. Individually, we we may not preach to thousands of people. We may do, but we may not. We certainly won't write any scripture. We may not have world renown. But we can still announce the message of Jesus. We can share stories of our faith. We can pray for the sick. We can pray for situations to change. We can share with people the hope that we have. When people say, why are you always like that? It's like, well, listen, this is what Jesus did for me. And we can all do that. A big announcement we can make to the world. And here's the fourth thing. We have got a big announcement we can make until he returns. And those words are particularly found in 1 Corinthians 11. When Paul is writing what happens when the church gathers to break bread together. He writes, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing, some versions, proclaiming, declaring the Lord's death until he returns. And this isn't a a death announcement. If you're old enough, remember the newspapers used to have the births, marriages and deaths column, don't you? The hatches, matches and dispatches. (laughs) And if someone had been born or married or died, you'd get your name in the paper. Get your name in the paper for other reasons besides, but, uh, but that's one place you looked, and you'd find death announcements. This isn't a death announcement. This is a life announcement. <laughs> we need to be really clear. Acts 26, Paul, uh, Paul says, I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead and in this way announce God's God's light to Jews and Gentiles alike. And I'm hoping you'll be thinking to yourselves, oh, that's what we read the other week in Ephesians chapter 2. God's message of life is for Jews and Gentiles. That is to say, it is for everybody. And so when we break bread and drink wine in this way, we announce the death that gives life to all people who trust in Jesus, who put their hope in him, who name him as their Lord. And you know, this is an announcement we can this morning make and continue to make because we're going to do this 
until he returns. That's what the word instructs us. It's an announcement we make over ourselves. You know, we are people who are still knowing the pull of our sinful nature, aren't we? We've put our faith in Jesus. We know we have eternal life. We know where our hope is. And yet we're still part of this world and we feel the pull of sin and the pull of culture. And we need a constant reminder, don't we? That Jesus is the one who has already conquered sin, already conquered the devil. We need to know this in a way that's not kind of theoretical. And you think that's a lovely idea. And I get a bit of a fuzzy feeling when I think of these things. But we need to really know ourselves that as we break bread and drink wine, we're making an announcement, a declaration of what it is that Jesus has done. I therefore am choosing to give myself to him, give my life to him, give my life to his plans and purpose, give myself to serving his beautiful church. And I'm going to keep announcing this over myself until he returns. And this morning, if we're in this room and that is us, then this is what the bread and wine is for. It's for us. We're not asking anyone to make an announcement of something they don't believe themselves. But if you know in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you are following him, then this bread and this wine is for us. It's an announcement we make over the unseen world. Well, this is hard to explain because you've not seen it. But scripture tells us there is an unseen world over which Jesus reigns and rules. And the fact that scripture tells us about it means it's important that we know about it. And so today we have an opportunity to make an announcement to the unseen world of all that Jesus has accomplished through his death and his life. And it's an announcement we wake to, to one another this morning. Yeah, it is good, isn't it, to be in community. It is good to be together. I don't believe there's such a thing as a lone ranger Christian. You can't be encouraged by brothers if you never meet them, or sisters. <laughs> yeah. You can't worship in community if you're just on your own. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, we read how the believers devoted themselves to uh, the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, which is a weird Christian word for being together because of what we have together in Jesus. And sharing in meals, including this meal. And it's a continual announcement. It's a con constant strengthening. It's a place where we always find space for encouragement of one another. And, you know, our lives can be busy, can't they? We can get crowded out with stuff. But let's make sure there is space in our lives for devoting ourselves to one another. Space for community. Space for encouraging one another. Space for being under the word together. Space for being able to care for one another. It's not just about receiving care ourselves. It's a mutual... Um, situation whereby the body cares for itself, cares for one another. And that's because this is an announcement of victory. It's a declaration of great hope. And we need to constantly remind 
one another about that. So we're going to share bread and wine together now. Uh, musicians, if you could come and um, do your thing again. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.